Hello, this is Stephen. This is Anna. And this is the Stephen and Anna Wood Podcast. Where we talk about family, God, contemporary topics, and even pet peeves. Unscripted. Unbridled. Uncanny. And we hardly ever know what we're talking about, but we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Hope y'all doing good tonight. We're just in the studio. I'm messing around on my tiny guitar. The Yamaha. The yeah, Yamaha FG45. It's uh It's a little parlor size. It's a little parlor size. And um it's the guitar I started off on. My daddy went to a music store a long time ago for my first uh, musical instrument Christmas gift. <clears throat> I told him I wanted to Told him I wanted a guitar, and he went to I, he went someplace, babe. I think like Target or did y'all have Target? No, we didn't have a Target. Kmart, or maybe it's a Kmart or some something like that. And he was walking out to the car across the parking lot, and he said he started feeling bad. He's like, you know what? Nope. Wait, did he buy a guitar? He uh, bought a little guitar, more like a oh, toy like a guitar, little, like one of those first act guitars, the appeasement <laughs> gift, you know. Uh-huh. And he said, nope, you know what? If he's going to play, I'm going to give him a good opportunity to uh, to do it and do it right. So he went right back in the store, took the toy back, the toy guitar back, and then he went to a real music store and got me a Yamaha FG45. And I tell you what, when I saw that, I got a picture of me somewhere on Christmas morning in my, in my underwear Mm-hmm. Hold, holding the guitar. How old were you? You know, that's debated right now. I, I say five and a half, six years old. Uh, I think my mom. Well, you said it was for Christmas, right? It's for Christmas, yeah. So I think I think my mom says I'm, I'm six years old when I got it. But um, but that was that started it all. I started playing before I even had that. I had like a, a, a we call that, we call it, we play with a, Badminton, yeah, badminton racket rack. Oh, and you'd pretend to play guitar yeah, on it. Play, yeah, oh, pretend to play guitar on it. That's with, cute. With a bunch of different records, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, this will be a cinch when I get when I get a real guitar. <laughs> it's gonna be a cinch. I will, I will just take off on that like no, no tomorrow. <laughs> well, but, you've been uh, practicing, yeah, with the racket. absolutely. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I loved it. I took off playing guitar. I got, I got a. I had someone come and teach me, babe. You did? Yeah. I don't think you ever told me that. Yeah. One time they came, and they never came back. <laughs> what? Well. <laughs> we don't know to this day. I guess my personality was overwhelming for him or something. You yeah. just never heard. He disappeared. He ghosted you. He ghosted us. They, that was that was before ghosting was a oh, was a trend. <laughs> before it was cool. Yeah. And he never I, came back. You know, I gave a, uh, that reminds me, when I was probably in my early 20s, a... Um, I guess a a dad I knew asked me to give guitar lessons to his like eighth grade daughter or something. And I was really intimidated because I didn't I was self taught and mm-hmm. di- didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing or how to teach somebody else how to do it. So I met with her for like a half an hour mm-hmm. and I taught her a few chords and I was kind of like, well, once you can learn to play those chords, you can play a bunch of songs. So <laughs> um, I don't know that I really have any more for you. <laughs> Well, I had a book. I had that's the only only thing I could go by after he didn't come back. He was trying to teach me by note as well. 
I, maybe it was I just wasn't into the learning by note. I wanted to play by ear. And even then, I had a pr- pretty good ear. I didn't know that's what you call it, but I could play along with, you know, with records and stuff that, that was simple. But I had a book that showed you the chords, and my dad said he would, uh, he said I would, I would play and be satisfied for a little bit. And then, you know, a couple of months come around. I come in there. I'm just all frustrated, crying. And and uh, he'd encourage me and even pray for me and say, just don't give up. You're going to get better. And I'd go back in and learn some more chords and some, some different techniques. And That's he was sweet. always right. Did you nobody know. in your family complain? You know, talking about this makes me makes me kind of melancholy. So, um we should probably get off the subject. Oh, <laughs> but uh, it's okay to be. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to show your feelings. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, he he was my hero. He big time encourager. Um, but um, and, then, and never, never complained. Nobody in your house complained that you didn't sound good and that they want you to stop. Because typically that's the thing, right? You get a little kid a musical instrument and they just sound terrible and everybody gets sick of it. And yeah, my brother. But he, you know, he's got issues, deep, deep issues. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Well, I would, I would actually be concerned if neither your brother nor your sister complain because that's kind of a sibling thing to do anyway. You know, I'll tell you what's cool about. Making <clears throat> stop. Tell you what was cool about the Wood family house is that we all, every one of us, love music. And so that's probably the saving grace for any of us enjoying music and playing is that everybody you know, I'm not saying that they'd all just huddled around when I started to sing. <laughs> Please sing another one for us. We enjoyed that one. No, um, it was um, it was pretty cool because we all went to concerts. And um, but when my mom got her piano, she says it's for her Christmas. I'm my mind is thinking it was for her birthday, but. <laughs> But uh, they rolled that thing in. looked like a big old refrigerator to me. I was, I was a little kid, and and uh, I'm like, wow, that thing looks pretty cool. Um, Dad had an old eight track player that had uh, some Jerry Lewis, CC, you know, uh, Creedence Clearwater had Jimmy Swaggart. So Jimmy Swaggart was the one that stuck out the most as far as playing the, the piano and top end on banging it on the top end. So anyway, I set him on, set that up on top of the piano, and try to mimic what I hear on those A tracks, and I would just take the ear that I had for music and just start picking out chords. And uh, in a couple of years, I was playing for my church, babe. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, before your mom got her piano, had you tinkered around on the piano at your dad's church? Well, or my dad wasn't really? pastoring at that time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we we went back then. They had music stores in the mall, and so they had these big old Lowry's, Lowry organs with, you know, a hundred buttons on it and lights and everything. So it was fascinating to see that kind of stuff, but I really wasn't drawn to it. But when the piano came in, it was there 24-7 for me to mm-hmm. to learn, to, mm-hmm. for it to somewhat introduce itself to me. I, um, I'm like, you know, I think I enjoy this better than guitar. I never, I didn't lay the guitar down, but... Um, I focused on the piano. And ever since then, I've just been so rich, you know, mm-hmm. just millions coming in. <laughs> well, that's how it is for musicians. <laughs> yeah, you know, mu- musicians, um, it's um, 
it is not you don't you don't start playing guitar because you want to make a bunch of money. Maybe you want to re- meet a bunch of girls, but you don't really start playing guitar because you're going to be a. <laughs> uh, it's because it's the love of the music, you know. Um, I really do believe it's a calling for some people. I think some people it's a pastime, it's a it's a hobby. It's you know some people come up to me and say. Um, I bet you just love playing the piano sometimes. It's like therapy to you. And and I've mentioned this to you in the past. It's not therapy to me because when I sit down and start playing, I'm kind of already in the zone to start arranging and writing. And so it's like it's it's never turned off. It's it can actually be. I think you <laughs> I think you know this. My brother will tell you too that. It can be kind of stressful being with me in a recording session because it's not that I'm trying to be hard to get along with or mean or anything like that. I'm just so focused that I can, that humans in the room are just part of the session and not humans. That sounds very, I'm making myself sound pretty mean. (laughs) I get, I get, I've I've had to apologize to my kids like Jonathan and, and Justin you know, after a session when they were growing up, teaching them how to play music, and whatnot, I had to apologize. Say, guys, I didn't really mean that. I, I, mean, I just want you to be a good player. And they're like, Dad, I know, I know. You just want to be. You know, we're 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 where we are today because of how you did. But you know, it's it's just so weird. I don't know. Um, I'm a, well. I'm a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> though. There's no such thing. Wait, which we camouflage that no with the word as- excellence. You know. I just believe in excellence. Achievement. <laughs> but uh, so how did you start out playing guitar and singing, babe? Oh, well, I I grew up in the church, too. Um, pretty much at church every time the doors were open, which included choir, children's choir. And then I got older and went to youth choir. And then even, even as a young adult, I, I sang in, you know, the church choir. I loved it. But when I got to middle school, I had the opportunity to join the band in school, like everybody Mm -hmm. does. So I chose the trumpet for my instrument. So that was my first foray into playing an instrument. Um, Well, you got the lips for them, for for it, (laughs) for them. (laughs) It takes a workout. So I switched to tuba. Then partway through middle school, I, I switched from trumpet to tuba. And the tuba. That's where you lost all your friends, right? I didn't. I didn't really have all that many. <laughs> I wasn't all that interested. In well, that. We talked about this. You, you're like me, where we weren't necessarily popular, but everyone knew us and liked us. But well, we you were at a much bigger school than I, I was at a school where everybody knew everybody. Nobody could could pass under the radar, not being known to some level. But. Well, I, my ninth grade, I was, but tenth on to twelfth. I mean, I had. I think we had 87 people in our high school graduating class. 87? Mm-hmm. Oh. 87, 88, or something like that. Well, I'm sure everybody did know you. I was. I got best dressed and most talented. That is not surprising. Well, the best dressed part's not very difficult because it was a pretty country town, and I was dressing like, a, like I was on an episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> I got most likely to succeed and uh, best smile. <laughs> oh, I can see that. <laughs> Everybody starts somewhere, babe. It's fascinating. <laughs> Show fascinating. <laughs> well, I quit playing too, but in, I okay. I didn't finish my 
music, story, history. I switched to tuba, but I also was the like a uh, student assistant in the percussion class. So I really fell in love with playing drums. Uh-huh. And so I would set up a drum set in my bedroom with my textbooks. And uh, my brother did play in the marching drum in the marching band playing snare. So I would use his practice pad and my textbooks and I would use pieces of paper for the symbols. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd play with Beatles songs because they're because the drums are pretty simple. <laughs> I wish you had some videotape of that. But then when I got to high school, I told the band director I wanted to switch to percussion, and he said no. And I said, "Well, then I'm going to quit." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was in jazz band when I was in middle care. school. I was playing. I was playing bass guitar. <gasps> I and was in jazz band playing bass on my tuba because I wouldn't buy a bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That was the year you had no boyfriends. Um, no. <laughs> like every year. <laughs> no, listen. I, yeah, she's pretty, man. But, dude, she plays tuba. Tuba's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I should have switched to accordion. What's funny about the whole thing is, is that it, sometimes in life there's perfect timing for your calling or leading you in the path that you should go. Like, for instance, I... I raced motorcycles. I was in football and I was different things. And then just something happened where um, the whole motorcycle thing went out. When I say motorcycle, I really mean a mini bike. And I got oh, first yeah. place most of the time. And the reason I got first place most of the time is because a lot of the times there was no one else competing against me. Mm, yeah. So, strategy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so, uh, I would flatten their tires. These kids around my neighborhood, I'd flatten their mom and dad's tires. I'm kidding with you. Naturally. Now. I did do that one time, though. <gasps> so on when purpose? I was a kid, I'm on pur- right on purpose, yeah. So there was someone that lived next door to us. Mom and dad said they were um, druggies. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that was a big word back then, druggies. And so I'm like, oh, I don't like drugs. I was a little kid thinking, I don't like drugs. I don't like next. drugs. I don't like drugs and druggies. So I thought the best way to get them is go flatten his tire. Then they'll quit using drugs. So I'm over there in his driveway, flatten his tire, letting all the air out of it. And a cop comes right by. <laughs> and he goes, boy, what are you doing? And I immediately started crying. And he goes, he said, where you live? And I said, over there, <laughs> right next door. He goes, come on over here. He pulled his car in over there. And he says, are you Barb Wood's son? And uh, he knew my mom some way, somehow. And uh, so he let me off. I didn't have to do any time for it. <laughs> but I didn't do it. I you didn't a, do that again. That was actually a good good time, a good, good age to get caught doing uh-huh. something like that by the police and realize, you know, this could be a bad choice of a career. So it's really it's really cool and interesting to see how paths that you go down that leads you and forces you down this certain path. It's not that you were going unwillingly, but you were going in the direction that that you know I call it my faith in God that He's leading me this direction to play music and to do it for a living too. Um, so. Um, it's really interesting, though, how some people have a ton of options, and music's just part of it, you know. For me, 
it was, I mean, I, sure, I could have done other things, but I may have loved music so much that I thought that it was my only option. So that's one way of looking at it. Well, you were probably a little tunnel, had a little bit of tunnel vision. Not me, babe. You know me. I'm not tunnel vision. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were a prodigy. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that compliment. Well, I th- I'm not, take it how you will. You can take it as a compliment. That's a but. joke. That's a joke. <laughs> it, but, I mean, truly, you know, not, not about- that many people uh, at, at the age of five fall in love with something that then can become a career. You know, five-year-olds might know the name. Like, today, I was talking to another mom. She said her little boy knows the name of every construction um, piece of construction equipment, excavator, and all, all the things. And she's like, I don't even know what these things are, but he knows the name of every single one of them. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe he'll grow up to be a contractor, or maybe it's just a little fixation he has, but not very many people are like you, where you stick with it. There's a guy, that a friend of mine in Nashville. He's uh, He's been doing full-time gospel music. It's the Freemans. Uh, his name's Daryl Freeman, and he um, told me one thing one one time that just really made an impact on me. I asked him a question. I said, "Daryl, what do you think your claim to fame is? Not really fame, as in fame and fortune, but if you had one key of advice for someone to be successful, what would it be?" And he's like, "Man," he said, uh, "just being faithful, man." Sticking with it, don't give up. Mm, that, yeah, it sounds so simple. It sounds simple, but what he's saying is, pay no attention to the naysayers, to your own emotions. Many times you want to give up, and you got good reasons to give up. But he's like, just keep going, man. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing. You know, down deep what you should be doing. And man, that was just. I was waiting for some, you know business-minded mm-hmm. uh, answer from him. Well, what what we do is we do this right here. But he was just like, just stay faithful, man. And they went through some rough times during COVID. A lot of a lot of musicians went through some tough times during COVID. And um, they're still out there today. A lot of people dropped off the map in uh, every kind of genre of music, not just gospel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to see um, it, tough times. What's that? We talking about that? What's that saying? Tough times bring no. You know what it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hard times make strong men make weak times. No. Hard times make strong men make good times make weak men make. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I think the only thing I got from that was make. <laughs> wait, make wait, wait, wait. and then hard you make. Times you put hard it in the times oven. make strong men, make good times, make weak men, make hard times. Yeah, that's what it is. The essence of that meaning is basically a lot of times when you have it real good, you're weak. You get lazy. You yeah. get lazy. You get a, you get you're weak. a weak person. Mm-hmm. So tough times Complacent. will bring out, you know, tough times will bring the real men and women to the top. But you know what we got to give up on? This podcast. Cause I think so. We're, we're, be- we're belaboring it. We're bullet. No. <laughs> no, we're toward the end here. And we just want to say thank you guys for showing up again and hearing us. We talked about some things that mostly about music, but I, I just want to encourage you 
don't give up. If there's a dream you have, if there's something that's on your mind for 2024 that you say, you know what, this year I'm going to do it. I also say this, there's nothing magical about 2024. It's no different than 2023. Now you can be in a better position, um, you know, if you're in, if you're incarcerated, <laughs> you can't go out and start your business. But when you get out, you can't. But my point, if you have all the options that you can get out there and do what you want to do, then do it and don't give up. Don't look back. Keep on keeping on. Be faithful. Well, we love you guys. We'll talk to you another time, another day. Another hour. On the Stephen and Anna Wood <laughs> Podcast. Bye.